With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is the best time of year in college football. We will make our early picks and leans during this championship week as the race for the national title rolls on. Chelsea, I am trying to figure out my plan, my strategy. Because if, and this is a big if, if Texas beats Oklahoma State on Saturday, I got a choice to make. Am I going to go to a bowl game or not? Will we make the national title final four, the playoff or not? I don't know. Regardless, I think I'm going to go to the bowl game if we win. If we lose, I'm not going to go to the Alamo Bowl or whatever for the 85,000th time. But if we end up playing in the Cotton or the Fiesta, even if we don't make the college football playoff, I'm going to have my finger on a button ready to purchase tickets, and I think we're going to go. I'm going to do it. It's been a long time since the Horns have played in a big bowl game, and if they win this weekend, I'm going. Yeah, you should. Yeah. But you do have stipulations. Like, you're not going if it's in a certain city. Because I have this problem. NCK always loves playing in, like, Orlando Mm -hmm. bowl games. I have no desire to go to Orlando. I'm sorry. There's no beach there. It's, like, Disney people who are, like, the worst type of people. So if NC State's playing in Orlando, count me out, and they probably will. <laughs> I hear that. I get that. Now, I don't really want to go. Orlando sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you like about Orlando? Have it's you Orla- been to Orlando? Yeah, I've been to Orlando. It's fine. Nothing it's special terrible. about it. It's okay. It's like all tourists, and I know that there are parts of Orlando that are not I think Winter Park's really nice, and mm-hmm. then there's this little area called Celebration that's really cute, too. But in general, the traffic's a nightmare. It is very hot in the summer. There's no ocean breeze, and you're in Florida without the ocean. So I'm not seeing why I would want to go to Orlando. And I have a very vivid memory of being there because mm-hmm. Jake's spring training was there for a couple of years back when the Astros were in Kissimmee. And okay. they have these things called love bugs that I think in the spring, it's like mating season, and they come in like droves, like locusts, and they are everywhere. They get all over your clothes, all over your car, all in your hair. So I think that is my memory of Orlando. It being sweltering hot, and these love bugs like trying to get in my ear. It was disgusting. I have been to Orlando a handful of times, and I've been to the villages. I used to date a girl whose parents had a place in the villages, no. which is less than an hour outside I of Orlando. A girl in the villages. Oh no! Yeah, I dated a girl in the villages. She was a tiger cat. <laughs> I'll tell you that. We'd start happy hour every day at three thirty. 
in bed by eight. Woo! She was something. No, I dated a girl whose parents had a place at the villages, and they've got it figured out down there. Because all they do is play golf, drive around in golf carts, they have a little shopping area, and they booze a little bit, and they listen to music in the town square, then they call it a day at about 9 p.m. It's great. How can you beat that? I'm like, yeah, I'll do this every day. No wonder they've got their own little little encapsulated place down there. Although I remember reading it one time. I don't know how I need to research this. Because the rule for the villages is you need to be, I believe, 50 or older. And by the way, I turned 50 in a few weeks, so maybe I'll look at places down there. Ooh. Now I'm eligible. But I think I remember one time <laughs> where I remember reading that some younger people were going to sue the villages for age discrimination. I'm like, listen, man, let the elders have their own little place. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Come in there with your souped up golf cart, speeding down the road, hurting people. Taking their booze. They've earned it. Give them their little spot outside of Orlando. Why do you want to be near Orlando anyway? But I enjoyed that part, but that's not really Orlando. I've heard that they have really strict rules there, though. I've heard you can't even, like, spend the night for, like, more than a couple nights if you are not over that age limit. Yeah, they don't mess around with that. I have, I have some bad news for you. The no. villages. You've got to wait another five years. Uh-oh. It's 55? 80% of all homes must be occupied by at least one person who is 55 or older. No one under 19 may reside in the villages at all, but they can visit for up to 30 days a year. I like that rule. I like that rule. I don't want some young whippersnapper coming in, playing their loud music, eating their crazy food, talking to me about the planets and how everything's manifest. I don't want to hear any of that. Give me a newspaper every morning. <laughs> Give me my black coffee. I'll go out. I'll play 18 with Jim Bob, who lives a few doors down. Then we'll have a couple drinks with the wives around 630. We'll be in bed by 830, 9, if it's a late night. We'll do it again the next day. That's the life. I'm for it. I just need to wait five. The countdown is on, Chelsea. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You go to bed earlier than that now. Yes. So. Yes, <laughs> I do. You're waiting for. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm staying up late for. You're building your resume. I am. I'm slowly. When I show it to the villagers, they're going to be like, this guy's <laughs> tailor-made for us. He goes to bed even earlier. My God, let him in early. Let him in early. I'm staying up late on Friday night for the Pac-12 championship game. So let's talk about it. Number six, Oregon. Number four, Washington. 
in Las Vegas, Oregon laying nine and a half points. Oregon is minus 350 on the money line. Washington is plus 270. Your total, 66 and a half. I am stunned this line is so large, and it makes me think the Ducks might be the right side, but I don't feel – do you feel comfortable laying nine and a half points in this game? In this economy? No. In this economy? This line looks like an absolute trap, does it not? Like mm-hmm. something smells, something stinks about this line. A game that was decided by a field goal the first time around that the Huskies won this one. And now you're telling me that Oregon is laying nine and a half points. And this is a neutral field, mm-hmm. is it not? Yeah. This is not at Oregon. So it's just this line doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know Oregon has been playing really good football. And I think to look at the other side and say, okay, Oregon's been laying some big numbers. A lot of people have been baited into taking the points. Like look at last week, Oregon State getting 13 and a half, even 14, I think. Uh, at some point in the week, and I thought that was the right side. No, mm-hmm. it was all Oregon, all game long. So maybe we will see more of that. But I think it's either Washington plus nine and a half for me or nothing at all. Yeah. But I think the bottom line, this game looks like an absolute trap. I do too. And this feels like, I always say this on this show, but man, this feel like this feels like a sharps versus square play to me. The public is going to see this number and say, dude, Washington all day long, Washington all day long. And I get it because I don't have the gumption to lay nine and a half with Oregon. But that tells me that (laughs) it just tells me that this feels like a sucker bet to me. This tells me that Oregon is probably the right side. They probably win by 10 here. And then the public just loses a ton of money here. I'm not going to bet it. I have the guts to do it because I do think Washington can and will keep this close. But again, when I see a line like this, it really makes me worry that there's something here I'm missing and it seems like a trap and I'm not falling for it. On Saturday, we get things started with the Big 12 championship game. Number 20, Oklahoma State and number seven, Texas in Arlington. Texas minus 14 and a half. Texas minus 700. Oklahoma State plus 500. Total set at 54 and a half. This spread has gone up from Texas minus 14. Chelsea, we all know how I feel about Texas. What do you think will happen in this game? I think just judging by the line and the 14 and a half, the books are begging you to take Oklahoma State here. That's Mm -hmm. normally the case when they give you a line like this, where it's a key number and it's a hook. Because so many people are going to look at this and say, okay, key number here. Maybe Oklahoma State can keep it within two touchdowns. But this is a Texas team that would you say or consider them rested because they didn't even really have to play the end of that game against Texas Tech? Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the handicap is here because obviously it looks to me like Texas is the much better team. This is probably the team. Uh, I guess you guys probably wanted to face Oklahoma in the championship, right? No. Well, just to beat them. Yes and no. Oklahoma would have been a much tougher out at the same time. I don't want to see Oklahoma anywhere. Good. I'm glad you didn't make it. And also this is the big 12 farewell tour where we have beaten every Big 12 team with the exception of Oklahoma because, of course, Oklahoma's going to the SEC along the way. So it's been really nice to knock out Iowa State, to knock out Kansas State, to knock out Baylor, to knock out Texas Tech, to knock out all of these teams along the way. It's the farewell tour 
Texas, give them a little something to think about before we move on. So I'm kind of glad it's Oklahoma State. And also, I have to say, I think Texas matches up really, really well against the Cowboys. That's why this spread is so big. Texas can be beaten, but you've got to be able to throw the ball to beat Texas, particularly across the middle, between the hashes. That's where Texas can be beat. Oklahoma State really is not that team. They are a run-first team, and Texas has one of the best run defenses in the country. So once they start to throw the ball, they're going to be in big trouble, in big D. Texas has been waiting for this for a long time. I think we can win by 20. Texas wants it, man. Oh, these players are already fired up, man. This is our year. It's our year. You know what? I'll say it right now. Florida State's going to lose to Louisville, and then Texas is going to make the playoff. And by God, it's going to be a glorious day. Welcome, Horns, Texas by 20. There you go. Double D, you can't play that song. You know better. I feel like I've heard that song so many times throughout the course of the season. Now when I watch Texas games, I feel like I could almost hum along because <laughs> I have heard it so many times on the show. And, you know, our show would not be complete without Jenks literally talking about every single opponent. The entire Texas schedule is like, <laughs> yes, the Texas Revision, baby. Correct. We play this team. We play that team. We play this team. We play that team. People at home are like, oh, my God. I know. This guy thinks he's on the team. I do. I saw a video of somebody who was fully dressed, head to toe, in full-on football gear. This was on my TikTok. And it was this lady saying, is this normal? My husband literally thinks he's on the team. And this is how I imagine you, Michael Jenkins, watching every single Texas football game. Do you wear cleats to the sports bar? <laughs> I do not. But I will say years ago when I was in Austin <laughs> and I had back surgery, I had major back surgery. It was not great. And I was on a lot of morphine. And my friend Joanne, called, and I don't remember this conversation at all. She relayed this to me later on. She called me in the hospital to see how I was doing. And I apparently told her <laughs> I was really upset because Mac Brown was head coach of Texas at that time. And I was really upset because I had to have a talk with coach Brown and I was going to be unavailable for the weekend's game because of my back surgery. And he wasn't pleased with me because I played cornerback for the team. And she was like, okay, well, I hope it works out with the coach. <laughs> God. So subconsciously, you know, you're not wrong, Chelsea. All right, I will get off my Texas spiel. I know people get sort of over that. I get it. We have the SEC championship game. This should be fascinating as well. Number one, Georgia taking on number eight, Alabama. Georgia laying five and a half. Georgia minus 210 on the money line. Alabama plus 170. Total set at 55 and a half. Spread has gone up a point from Georgia minus four and a half. Are the dogs the right side here or does Bama keep it close? I kind of want to take the over 55 and a half yeah. with the way both of these offenses have been playing. I think you kind of throw out the Iron Bowl as well. We know that's a rivalry game, one mm -hmm. of the biggest rivalries in all of college football. So I'm not going to sit there and say, well, Alabama's offense didn't look that great during that one. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, so I think the key for Georgia this year is that their defense is good, but it's not lights out. It's not shut down. It's not dominant. I do think Jalen Milrow and company can at least score some points here. I'm not sure if they cover the spread, 
But also, look at this Georgia offense. They have been averaging over 40 points per game. They got Brock Bowers back in the past couple of games. It feels like a steam engine that I don't want to step in front of. So I think we're going to see points in this game. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to take the points with Alabama. But part of me says, not so fast, my friend. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This line seems tricky to me. Five and a half. What do you make of this number? It's kind of a no man's land, right? I, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm like you where initially I would think Alabama and you're spot on about the iron ball. You can't really work that into your handicap because that was Auburn's Super Bowl, if you will. They put everything on the line there. And that's the iron ball is always bonkers anyway. But Georgia has been playing better football in the second half of the season. Remember early in the year, they were getting off to slow starts and they were sort of putting teams away late. Now that Bowers is healthy again, they sort of found their stride on offense. I think I would still lean Georgia, but it's really another one of those games I don't feel comfortable betting.